Hello, this is Jerry Lanska, back with the Anointed Naturals podcast. Thank you for continuing on with the Fruit of the Spirit series. As we continue self-control, we will keep learning about how to develop that in our lives and how important it is to keep our flesh under control and keep feeding our spirit more than our flesh so that we can stay on track because the main thing is we want to accomplish the things that God wants for us. He has plans for us, a future that is full of blessing and amazing duties and jobs, tasks, however you want to word it, things that he has for us to do. And they're completely amazing. We'll be excited about those things the more we dive into them. We don't want anything in this life holding us back, causing us to take second best We want the best. We want what the Lord has for us. So let's dive in and learn a little bit more about self-control. One way we can develop self-control is by controlling our mouth. In James chapter 3, verse 2 through 4, it says, Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect, and we could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. So here it's saying, our mouth is mighty. The words that we speak can change the course of our life, can change the course whether something succeeds or fails, can change the course in others, the way we speak to them, the way we speak life or death over a situation. So we need to understand our words are powerful. In Proverbs chapter 21 verse 23 it says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. It's those things that try to rise up out of anger, out of fear, frustration, that, that just tries to bubble up out of our flesh when we're in a situation doing something that we're struggling with around somebody that is irritating to us, those words just want to come out. But don't let them. Don't let them hold your tongue. Because when you speak death over situations, words of frustration, and just let words fly, you'll do a lot more damage to your situation. So don't say the words, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. My back is killing me. I'm always so tired. Just watch your confessions. You know, there was one time at an airport, a couple people got off a plane and they were talking to each other and walking to go collect their bag. And they just said the words, oh, I bet we'll get a flat tire on the way home with our luck. It's just immediately they're thinking negative. And you're just wondering what these guys... (laughs) are dealing with all the time. But the thing is, negative things are going to keep happening when you speak negative things over your life. You know, the book of Proverbs says, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. The words that you speak are going to bring life to you or death to you in your situations, in your relationships, over your finances, over your health. So don't confess those negative things. Romans 10 verse 10 says, For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. 
We're even saved by the words that we speak saying, yes, Lord, I accept you into my heart. You're speaking a confession over your beliefs. And when you speak negatively, you're really impacting the spirit realm. It's not just natural words that you're speaking. You are changing things in the spirit and it's going to have a negative or positive effect on you. You can bring joy to other people by the words that you speak. In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 23, it says, Everyone enjoys a fitting reply, and it is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Have you ever had a chance where you just said something? It just came up in your heart to speak it to somebody because of them looking down or depressed, and you just wanted to cheer them up? Those are things that the Holy Spirit's pressing on the inside of you. And you just got to listen to those promptings. Go for it. If you see someone and you feel that you need to say something, speak something positive to encourage them, to bless them, and it will change their whole day. It's happened many times to me where I just said something. I thought it wasn't, you know, a very big deal, but it changed their, their day. And they said, I'm going to have such a better day now. Thank you. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, it says, You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. This verse is saying that what we put in our heart is going to come out of our mouth. And so what's the gate to our heart? It's through our eyes and through our ears. That's the way God designed it. So whatever we're watching, whatever we're listening to, the songs we hear, the movies we watch and the language that appears in those shows. Just think about it. All that is going into your heart. And maybe sometimes I've heard people say, oh, just I got a little pressure and just, you know, a swear word slipped out. Well, where did that word come from? You're putting that in your heart by watching movies that have really foul language. You know, I try to stay away from films that just have heavy language. Even if it's a historical movie and something that would be inspiring or something, like, I know that that language is going to affect me. Hearing those bad words over and over on a regular basis is going to affect you. So pay close attention to the music that you listen to. You're saying, oh, it's no big deal. It's just like one word, one bad word. Well, you're letting those words in your heart, so be careful. Another way which believers develop self-control is to strengthen their inner man. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. So we live in a body, we have a flesh that is constantly wanting to do things, and our flesh gets tired, our flesh gets weak. Let's say we go to a church service and it's three or four hours, our flesh doesn't normally like that. It doesn't get excited about strain and hard work, but our spirit man is being energized. And the stronger we get our spirit, the more easily it is to put our flesh down and say, it doesn't matter what my body wants, this is what I'm doing. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this preaching. I'm excited about hearing the word. And the more you keep getting the word in, you'll find out the easier it is to keep getting more in. But it's the times where you take breaks and you're not listening to the word and it's been a while. 
It just seems like a struggle. It seems hard to get back in it. Well, that's why it's because your flesh really wants to take over and tell you what to do instead of you telling your flesh what to do. Sin has no more dominion over you. In Romans chapter 6, verses 8 through 14, it says, And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead, and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to the sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So God gives us grace to live right. His grace enables us, it empowers us, where we might become weak, his grace can fill in the gaps and make us strong. He gave us the ability and the power to live right, to live holy, to live clean. And part of that is living clean with the words we speak and being able to control ourselves with what we allow to come into our eyes and our ears. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit that power is on the inside the holy spirit is living on the inside of you we want to develop a knowledge of understanding god's word and in second peter chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 it says, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness. The more we study the word, the more we will know what is right, the more we'll know the clear path that God has for us, in our decision-making process, and it'll be easier to choose the right way to go. Along the lines of our spirit being energized, we need to build up our inner man, praying in tongues. In Jude verse 20, it says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's like spiritual jumper cables it gets you excited it gets you energized when you're praying in the spirit you're activating your spirit you're doing something spiritual and it puts your flesh down so we can strengthen ourselves by continually praying in the holy spirit it's a heavenly language that god speaks through us Another way to develop self-control is by receiving God's grace. And like I said, he gives us that power on the inside, that ability, help from heaven, God's grace to live right, to control our flesh. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, 
We have peace with God because of what Christ Jesus, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. This is undeserved privilege. It's something that has been freely given to us by faith when we accepted Christ into our life and became born again. God's grace empowers us to live right. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, So let us come boldly to the throne of grace. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So when we're struggling with something, something's coming up, and we're like, I just need more control over this. I can't stop doing this thing that I want to stop. It's really pulling me down. Then we come boldly to that throne of grace. God wants us to walk in. He's not condemning us. He wants us to come to him for help. We can come boldly to him. Just come in, pray, and worship him. Come into his presence and just say, Lord God, help me deal with this. I keep struggling with this, and I don't know what to do. Help me. Take this from me. I give it to you. This situation, this problem, this addiction, I lay it down at your feet, Lord God. Help me overcome this with your power that's living on the inside of me. And he will. He'll help you. He'll put a new heart in you. You know, that's something that he does amazingly, taking out a stony heart and puts in a heart of flesh. His anointing is what breaks yokes, destroys bondages. God gives us the grace and ability to do his will. One more use of self-control in our lives is to help us resist the temptation to murmur, grumble, and complain. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10, it says, And don't grumble as some of them did, and then they were destroyed by the angel of death. Complaining about what you have and about leaders, people in authority, are both a hindrance to the believer and to the church body. As it says in Galatians 5.15, but if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. We can have a huge impact on our friends, on our family, on our kids by the way we speak and the words we use. It can do some damage, more harm than good, when we speak down or negatively at people. And we need to learn that grumbling and complaining, you know, even when we're alone, those are powerful words. We gotta watch the words coming out of our mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. It's not just empty words going out there. It's changing things. It's creating things. It's going to affect yourself personally, your spirit, by what you speak. I have some actions for you to do. Action number one, check yourself. If there are words coming out of your mouth that are negative, catch yourself and start speaking words that are positive over your situations. Action number two, make a list of ways that will strengthen your spirit and not feed your flesh. Because whatever you feed the most is what's gonna get stronger. Start making it a practice to think on those things more often. And action number three is to pray. Ask the Lord to give you insight on how to develop more self-control in your life. Let's pray right now. Lord God, I just pray for myself and for all of the listeners here that we examine ourselves and we ask you, Lord God, to show us where we're falling short, 
where we could use more self-control. Is it in things that we're eating, in things that we're speaking, in things that we spend our time with, with the people that we're with, or on the job? Lord, just show me, show us where we're falling short in the area of self-control. Is there something that we can do to change our habits, to even live a healthier lifestyle? Are there things that we can do that are going to benefit us to work more on our goals and achieve the things that you want us to do in life? Because we want to come to the end of our race and say, we've finished the things that you set before us. We don't want to miss out. We don't want to just do half of them and be happy with that. We want to become who you called us to be, and we don't want things getting in the way. So we thank you, Lord, right now for pointing out and showing us, showing me the things that I need to do to build more self-control in my personal life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I hope this lesson helped you and you take these scriptures to heart, meditate on them, print out the accompanying lesson plans that I have so you can go over these scriptures again, and just get this inside of you that we need to build self-control. We want to be pleasing to the Lord and accomplish the things that he has for us. So again, thank you for listening. God bless you.